Praise the Lord. Time for our second service, time of worship, time of word, uh, getting in the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, One announcement we have is a reminder that next Sunday we're going to have our Christmas dinner. That's our last service before Christmas, so we're going to have only one service with prayer at 10, service at 1030, and then the dinner following. It's going to be... A wonderful Christmas dinner that we can share together as the family of God. Um, Also, save the date. January 6th and 7th is Midwinter Camp in Eau Claire. So you want to make plans to go. It's always a blessing. If you can go for all the services, you will truly be blessed. But if you can only make it to one, you know, try Thursday night or during the day on Friday or Friday night. Um, So... Those are going to be jam-packed with amazing words from amazing men of God. Hallelujah. This is the season. So, O come, all ye faithful. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come, ye, O come, ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Sing, choirs of angels, sing in exultation, sing all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God, glory in the highest. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning, Jesus, to thee be all glory give. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. 
adore you. Hallelujah, Savior of the world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, during this season, Lord, we celebrate your birth. We celebrate you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, la requeranto todi asadorosia. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's praise. Let's praise. Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise, let's praise, let's praise the Lord. He brought me out and set me free from this old world of misery. Let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Come on, let's praise, let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise, let's praise. Let's praise the Lord. He brought me out and set me free from this old world of misery. Let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise, let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise, let's praise, let's praise the Lord. He brought me out and set me free from this old world of misery. Let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise, let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise, let's praise, let's praise the Lord. He brought me out and set me free from this old world of misery. Let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Come on, let's praise, let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise, let's praise, let's praise the Lord. He brought me out and set me free from this old world of misery. Let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Let's do that. Let's give him the glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lord, we worship and we praise you. We give glory and honor unto the Most High God today. Hallelujah, Jesus. The one who wrapped himself in flesh, suffered for us, and died on a cross that we might have forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. He is our King. He is our Lord and our God. He is worthy of worship. He is worthy of all praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. We will worship the Lord our God. We will magnify His most excellent name. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. You are our God. You are our Lord. You are our Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for being with us today. Hallelujah. For inviting us into your glorious presence. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. We have a lot to praise God for. In fact, if you just heard what I said, you have a reason to praise God. You have your hearing, you're here healthy, you're breathing, praise God, amen, amen, he is an awesome God, ever worthy of our worship and praise, praise God. There are times in our lives where, you know, the the old adage, not the old adage, the scriptures, 
They call praise a sacrifice. Sometimes it really does seem like that. We don't feel like worship. We don't feel like being here. We don't feel like coming to the Lord in prayer. But we do it anyway. Because it's right. Because He's worthy. Because it pleases Him. And in those times, God blesses especially so. He answers even more powerfully. When we set aside our own feelings, our own desires for someone else, that's what love really is, isn't it? We love God. Amen. And He loves us. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 18 and 14 says this. Proverbs 18 and 14. Oh, and we're also going to be uh, reading from Isaiah chapter 42. Proverbs 18 and 14 says, The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear? Isaiah 42 and 3 says, A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. I want to preach for just a few minutes on this topic this morning. Scars. Scars. Let's pray one more time and ask the Lord to bless the remainder of his service, that he would speak to us through his word today. Amen. Lord Jesus, we are attentive unto your voice, Lord Jesus. We so desperately need to hear from you. We so desperately need you. Hallelujah, Jesus. You have already visited us. You are already here. I pray, O oh God, show compassion unto your people today and minister to our needs. Minister to our needs today, O oh Lord God, as you see them. Reveal them to us, Lord, the needs that we don't even know we have. The situations that have affected us that we're not even aware of. Help us, Lord Jesus, resolve these situations and give healing to your people today, I pray. Hallelujah, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God, praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. You can be seated. When I was in Minnesota, I uh, was uh, working at a manufactured home company, doing drywall, doing my thing. And uh, in the course of, of working there, they glued the, uh, the drywall onto the ceiling. They would lay the drywall, the ceiling drywall, out on this great big sheetrock, I guess, out on this great big table, and then they'd put the, the rafters on top of that, this big old squirt gun, they'd glue them on there. And then we'd pick them up with a crane and put them into the spray booth, which is where I worked. And it was kind of low, so I wouldn't have to be on stilts all the time. And uh, you could mud the seams there, and then we'd hook it up onto a crane and move it over and place it on the walls, which were being built somewhere else. So anyway, every once in a while, uh, you'd get glue coming through the, uh, the seams. So I'd have to take a little putty knife and scrape some of that off so I could mud it. And I was, I was trying to scrape on the top, uh, on the, the top part of the, the drywall, the sheet rot. I don't even remember why. I had to get some of the glue off for something. And I didn't know it, but there was a drywall screw sticking up. And so I was scraping, and I ran this finger right along that screw. And... Uh, yeah, it opened me up pretty good all the way down, and uh, I didn't really have anything to, to take care of it at the time. We were behind already, so I, I put some paper towel on there and some duct tape, and it was good to go. It stopped bleeding, but today, I got a beautiful scar from that. 
And uh, I don't know if you guys know about the Lion King, but there's a there's a character on there named Uncle Scar. And Ryan <laughs> Ryan always calls this Uncle Scar. <laughs> but I I didn't go into work that day planning on getting an injury. I didn't go into work planning on, on getting this very cool looking scar. As uh, far as I knew, as far as I, you know, as much as I could plan it out, I was going to have a nice safe day. Come home with no injuries. But then I got this. Uh, completely by accident, took me by surprise. I, I didn't see it coming. Uh, and that's how a lot of things happen in our lives. We don't go into a situation expecting to get hurt. We don't go into a situation, uh, particularly in ministry, with the expectation that it's going to fall apart and it's going to blow up in my face. But they do. They do. And sometimes those closest to us hurt us the most. And it's in those times that we get scars, we get hurts, we get wounds in our spirit. And it hurts. And sometimes there's, it feels like sometimes there's absolutely nothing that we can do about it. Except just put some time on it and it just hopefully goes away. The hurt gradually subsides. We hear it preached. We see it in Scripture. We know it to be true that God came to give us abundant life. That He wants to bless us. That He loves us. And that as Christians, we're supposed to be experiencing joy and peace and contentment and fulfillment. But that's not always the case. And when it's not the case, we can feel like something's wrong with us. We're letting God down somehow. Like we're, I'm not spiritual enough. If I could just be more spiritual, I'd stop feeling this way. If I could just pray a little bit more. Maybe I, I could leave this at an altar. And I think a lot of times, particularly in, in the earlier years of Pentecost, that was the advice, earlier years, my earlier years, which weren't all that early, uh, but the, the counsel that I heard fly around was, oh, you just need to pray through. Just pray through. And, uh, you know, get a check up from the neck up. That's all you need. <laughs> Attitude determines altitude. You know, all of these pithy sayings. And, and uh, my favorite advice is, yeah, I know what you mean. Let me tell you about what happened to me. <laughs> I love that one. That's my favorite. That's great, sir, ma'am, but I'm the one going through it right now. I'm the one coming to you for help. Did you need help? <laughs> anyway. But we get into these situations from time to time. And, you know, rationalizing the dissonance sometimes, at least for me, I... I know how I'm supposed to be as a Christian, but this is how I'm feeling right now. And the only way I can explain it sometimes is by saying that I must not be where I need to be. I, there's something wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with God. I rule that out right away. There's nothing wrong with His Word. Everything in it's true. But there's this disconnect here. What, why the disconnect? What's wrong? The promised life I read about in Scripture versus the life I'm, I'm experiencing right now today is way different. Why do we have these feelings as born-again Christians? Why does this happen? Is it really because I'm not good enough? Is it really because I'm letting God down? What's the reason for it? The feelings are real. You know me, 
I, I don't play I don't put a lot of stock in feelings. They are real. They're probably lying to me. I go into a situation believing that. These feelings are probably not reflective of what reality really is. But the fact remains that I'm still feeling them. And when someone else is coming to me or to you, they're feeling them. And it's real to them. They're hurting. They're hurting. People leave our pews. They leave our churches because they, they, they were wounded somehow. They were, they were let down, at least according to them. Maybe they were, maybe they won't, but they feel like they were. You've been let down in your life. You've been hurt by people that you care about, people that you love, people you've invested time in. You can't really be hurt by anyone else. If I'm walking down the street and some stranger comments on my coat, that's a dumb-looking coat. Okay, thank you. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care what they think about my coat. If I remember them ten minutes from now, I'll be doing pretty good. I just, I'm not, I don't have a relationship with this guy. I don't care what he thinks. But if my wife told me that, I get, I spend time, I clean and iron my clothes and I lay them out and I get, you know, I'm taking the time to get ready because she likes a good appearance and I want to impress her and I'm going to take her out to a nice place and, and we sit down at the restaurant and she says that. That's a dumb looking coat. I'm going to have an entirely different reaction. That's going to ruin my whole evening. Because I really care for her. I care what she thinks about me. And people in our lives, people that we really care about, people that we trust, have said things and they've done things, maybe purposely, maybe not. But we've received those. Those hurts. Those barbs. Not Sister Barb. (laughs) Way to ruin the mood, buddy. (laughs) people in our lives have let us down people have hurt us and it's okay to acknowledge that you're never going to be spiritual enough to not be hurt by people that you love never the very idea the very fact of, of getting to a place where I love someone means that I am now vulnerable to getting hurt I have to be vulnerable to have a relationship with someone. I tell you what, that's scary for a lot of people. People have been hurt in the past. They've been burned one too many times. So they're a little bit leery about getting close to people now. They're a little bit hesitant on opening themselves up to a relationship. Hesitant to trust. Because they've been hurt, and they're still hurting. These wounds in our spirits, these hurts, are oftentimes unresolved. And that, I think, is especially true in the church. It's especially true. Because to acknowledge that, that's a little bit embarrassing. Why am I still feeling this way? I'm a Christian. I should just, yeah, get over it. Choose to, to move on. Or or we don't want to deal with it right now, so we just lock it away. We push it down. We compartmentalize. Men are good at that. Focus on something else long enough where the pain of that subsides. Or it's just too hard too painful to unpack and work through. Resolve situations like this, and they need to be resolved. If we want to be the people God wants us to be, if we want to truly be Christ-like, these things have got to get resolved. They've got to be worked out. And sometimes it involves unpacking it and sorting through a lot of junk and a lot of pain and a lot of emotion to get to the place 
where we can actually begin to heal and deal with these. It's got to happen. Because I promise you this, if you haven't experienced it already, you're going to. You keep, you keep putting it off. You keep dealing with it. It's going to blow up in your face at some point. It will. And it will be at the least opportune time. And that will be the most painful for not only you, but for those around you. It's going to, it's going to resurface. They're not, they're not going to stay down forever. It's God's desire to heal those things. People do get hurt. And you know, we get embarrassed by feeling that way, but do we get embarrassed when we get sick? Do we get embarrassed if you get an, you get an injury? No, nobody thinks someone's weak because they got a cut finger or a broken leg or a sickness. Nobody thinks of someone as weak because of that. Why is it that we think that we're weak when we experience emotional distress? That's part of life. That's part of being a human being. We're not God. And sometimes... Sometimes these things just hit us. They just hit us. We don't have to be embarrassed that we're feeling this way. But at the same time, we don't have to just deal with it. There is healing for these situations. True healing. We don't have to make a choice to be a better person. Although if you did, that would probably be a good thing. Me too. Let's choose to be better people. But that's not going to deal with the situation. Have you ever overreacted to a situation and later thought about it and wondered why? Why did I react that way? Someone says something and you get really angry. And later on you're like, where did that come from? Or someone says something, and your response is, see, they hate me. And the other person is like, I didn't get that at all. Well, didn't you hear their tone of voice? Didn't you hear what they said? They said they loved your dress. Did they really, though? What were they really saying? Or, why are they saying that? What do they want? They're trying to butter me up for something? What are, they, what are they trying to get out of me? There are different reactions, but these, these kinds of overreactions are indicative of something else. The person doesn't hate you, and they're not trying to get something out of you. The problem is, is me. I'm the problem. Something in here is the problem. They don't have a problem. Something happened. I got a hurt, an unresolved wound that needs to be dealt with. And whatever you feel about it, whatever you think about it, uh, it needs to happen. It needs to happen now. People have said things to us. I know uh, we're, we're all of us in, in this building Pentecostal. As the man of God, as the preacher, as the evangelist come and said something to you that just kind of put you off. And I'm not talking about something over the pulpit that you needed to hear and just didn't like. I'm talking about just they said something dumb. They said something stupid that they shouldn't have. I have. I've received that from people that I trusted. And I'm not the only one. It happens. I'm not making excuses for them, but at the same time, they're human beings too. It happens. I say dumb things. I do. No matter how much I pray, I'm going to keep saying dumb things. And at some point, I'm going to say something that hurts. At some point, at some point in time, I'm going to be frustrated about some other things, I'm going to be tired, and I'm going to say something that I shouldn't have said, 
and it's going to hurt. I hope it never happens, but it probably will, should the Lord tarry. And it's going to happen to you too. We're both going to give those, and we're going to receive those. So what do we do? Who is it that hurt us? Was it mom or dad? Maybe. How about a spouse? A child? A friend? A mentor? Someone that we trusted. Someone that we loved. Said something, did something that hurt. And we're still carrying around, we're carrying that around with us today. It's unresolved. It's pushed down. Maybe it's even forgotten. Maybe you don't even remember it. That's very possible. But it's still affecting you. It's still affecting you. So how do we free ourselves from this? Freedom is available. Healing is available. First, understand that Jesus did come that we might have abundant life. That's true. That part is true. And He wants to heal us. If we need healing, He wants to heal us. It's never God's intention for us to suffer for suffering's sake. If we we look at the history of the nation of Israel, it was always God's intention to bless them. Whenever they suffered, it was their own fault. They put themselves in a situation where all God could do was correct. We need to ask ourselves, is this why I'm in the situation I'm in? Is it really my fault? Am I just being, am I just offended by something that I needed to hear? I needed to receive? If so, the fix is simple. Repent, take care of it, and move on. Truly repent. Now these situations, these resolutions, are going to seem like everything else in Christianity. Very simple. Too simple. Too simplistic. The human psyche is a lot more complicated than that. These situations are complex. They are complex. No argument here. But the fix is simple. It's Jesus. It's doing what He said. God often couldn't bless His people due to disobedience or unbelief. If we're suffering from those things, we need to repent, take care of it, and get right with God. Second, whether you're in that situation because of you or because of someone else, God can use that situation for your perfection and for His glory. It's not always God's original intent for us to be where we're at. But it's always God's intent to use those situations for our good. Sometimes those situations are the best things that can happen to us long term. They end up working things out in us, putting things into us, drawing us close to God where we never, we never would have before. So God can use that situation for your good. You need to keep trusting God even when it hurts. Thirdly, understand that you're not weak or lesser because you're struggling with hurts. Because you're struggling with something that happened to you. A situation where someone said something, did something, and you feel betrayed, you feel hurt. It's okay to feel that. But don't sit on it. we got to do something with it. The first thing we need to do is understand exactly, I'm sorry, lastly, although people can and will disappoint us or hurt us, God never will. God will never disappoint. He will never hurt. He'll never say dumb things. He will always be there for you. Always. So the first thing we need to do is understand exactly what happened. Or at least we need to understand who. There's a reason for that. 
Why don't I feel loved? Why don't I feel worthy of friendships or companionship? Why do I get angry at these dumb situations? Why do I feel undeserving of good things? Why do I experience these these secondary, tertiary effects of a primary root cause? Some people never figure it out. Some people go to years of counseling. I'm not necessarily against a, a Christian counselor, but they go through years and years of counseling and never figure out why. They just learn to deal with it. We don't have to deal with it. We can get it resolved. We can get healing and we can move on. Why do we need to know who? Because once we do, we need to forgive them. And again, that one word, very simple. Just forgive them and you're free. How easy is that, right? It's the hardest thing in the world to do sometimes. Why is that? We do want to hang on to it. But why is that? If freedom is available, if freedom is available, why would I insist on holding on to that pain? Why would I insist on holding on to that hurt? I don't, I don't understand that. I do know that when I'm angry, anger, maybe this is the way it is for everyone, Anger kind of releases inhibitions. If you're a person that's nervous or or fearful and you get really angry, all of that generally goes away. And it's, it's kind of liberating. It's kind of freeing. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why some people hold on to anger because it, it helps them through the, their other problems. But the problems are still there. It just like... Getting drunk to to hide pain. You can self-medicate for a while, but it's still there. The problem's still there. We need to forgive. And that one word terrifies some people. Because they're they're relinquishing that. They're they're getting rid of that. They're they're giving that to Jesus. Let's, Let's forget about the fact that you know, we all understand Scripture states that if, if we have unforgiveness in our heart, God won't forgive us, right? Let's lay all that aside for a second. Let's, let's put that over here. Let's just deal with the, the unforgiveness itself. When I forgive someone, I get liberty from that situation. When I truly forgive someone that hurt me, who betrayed me, who stabbed me in the back, who said something meaningful or not, if it was vindictive, if it was malicious, or if it was a complete accident. I still got hurt. When I release that, when I forgive that person, I'm free. The pain is gone. Why is the pain gone? The injustice of it. The unfairness of it. When someone hurts me, here's the best scenario. I get hurt by someone and they end up prospering. Doesn't that just get you? How could that possibly happen? God, don't you know what he did to me? Why are you blessing him like that? Does God know what he did? Yeah, God knows what he did. Does God know what's going on in here right now? Yeah, he does. I'm bitter. I'm resentful. I'm jealous. I'm angry. I'm hurt. And until I forgive him, I am not going to be able to bless him. I'm not going to be able to pray for him. I'm not going to be able to to minister to him. I'm going to wish for his downfall. I'm going to wish that God destroys him, that God ruins his reputation, something. And that's not going to work. 
That kind of an attitude is not Christ-like. I can't move on with God. I can't move into the, the places God wants to take me with that kind of an attitude. Do we want to be right or do we want to be effective? I've determined that I'm going to be wrong all day long if God will make me more effective. I will. I don't like being wrong. Nobody likes being wrong. But I sure like being effective. I sure like being able to to do what God wants me to do. And if I if I got to work through some of this to do it, yes. Folks, we need to let it go. We need victory. We need liberty from these things. There are some in this building right now, a few that I know of, maybe others that I don't, who are walking around with these wounds. You've been doing it for years. You don't have to anymore. We can let that go. We can forgive. Are they worthy of your forgiveness? Am I worthy of God's forgiveness? They're just as worthy of my forgiveness as I am of God's. At the very least, when God forgives me, He does so from a position of perfect righteousness, of holiness. When I forgive someone else, I'm in the same boat as they are. Really. It really shouldn't be that hard of a stretch. It really shouldn't be that exhausting to get to the place where I can forgive someone. But it is. We need to forgive. Those people that hurt us, intentional or no, we need to forgive them. Dad said something to you when you were a kid. Forgive him. Maybe he meant it, maybe he didn't. Forgive him. Minister said something to you. Forgive him. These are all people we're talking about. They're all people, just like you and me. They have hurts, they have wounds, maybe that they're trying to resolve, that they're struggling with. We don't know. We know what's going on in here, though. God wants us to be free. He needs us to be free so that He can take us to the places He needs us to go. Let's get there. Let's get there, church. In conclusion, when we forgive someone, it's uh, it's kind of like that. I can't remember what you call it. Some kind of trap. You put a piece of candy or something in a box with a little hole in it. You reach in, grab the candy, but then you can't get your hand out. It's stuck, and you can't get your hand out until you let go of the candy. And pull it back out. That is exactly what this situation is. Only this time the piece of candy is bitterness. And hurt. And pain. Somehow we, we value that. It comes to define who we are. That's not who we are. We are children of God. Let go of the nut. Let go of the candy. Forgive. Get free. Helen Keller said this, Although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of the overcoming of it. As we go through life, we're going to get hurt. As we enter relationships, a few of them are going to hurt. That's life. Don't go into work expecting to get hurt, but sometimes we do. We don't go into a relationship expecting to get hurt, but sometimes we do. 
whatever does happen, God wants us to be healed. He doesn't want us to get bitter. He doesn't want us to have unforgiveness in our heart. He wants us to be free. He wants us to be free. We can move past these situations with the help of God. Through God, we can forgive. Maybe you don't feel like you can, but God will give you the strength. He'll give you the heart. He'll give you the spirit that you need to forgive. Forgiveness is a very powerful thing. Not just for the relationship, but for you in particular. Forgiveness is so very powerful. Mercy. We want forgiveness when we do wrong. We want mercy when we make mistakes. It's okay to demonstrate it to others. That also is not weakness. Forgiving someone is not weakness. That's the strongest thing you can possibly do in that situation is to forgive and get victory. Let's all stand. I don't know what your particular scenario is. I know there are a few out here. There's probably a lot more. Maybe you know the situation. Maybe as soon as I brought the topic up, it flashed in your mind. Maybe you're completely clueless. Nevertheless, these situations in our life need to be resolved. The baggage that we bring into this relationship with Jesus Christ, as we grow with Him, as we move forward in Him, it needs to be set aside. The weights, the sin that doth so easily beset us, needs to be set aside. Harboring unforgiveness over a situation is baggage. It slows us down. It hinders us from our walk with God. It hinders us from doing what we need to do for Him. We cannot effectively serve Jesus Christ carrying all of that with us. We can't. Let's lay it at an altar this morning. Let's come to the front. We're going to call out on God. If you don't remember, God certainly does. What happened? Maybe there are a few of you that everything's good. You've already done this. You've already forgiven. Praise God. Maybe you can help the rest of us and pray for us that need to forgive, that still have unresolved hurts and wounds that God wants to heal today. These situations are very real. They do happen. They're not pleasant. We don't ask for them. We don't expect it, but they happen. The question remains then, what are we going to do with that? We can't keep carrying it around. We can't keep pushing it down, dealing with it, hiding it. We need to forgive. If someone has hurt us, we need to forgive. Time is so short. We need to be effective. We need to be effective for Jesus Christ. As effective as we possibly can be. And it's God's desire for us to have joy. And to have peace. And to be fulfilled. 
God created us for exactly that. As we pray, as we seek the face of God, let Him speak with you. Listen for His voice. Let Him tell you who. Let Him reveal the situation. If needed, if necessary in your life, for you to get forgiveness, for you to get resolution. Get healing today. Avail yourself of this. God is here right now. It's not weakness. It is complete strength in Jesus Christ to be able to forgive. Truly forgive. Not just say the word, but to experience it in our hearts, our spirits. That we have forgiven. We have released that. We can pray for them. We can minister to them. We can love them again. That's when you know that you've truly forgiven. All of that's gone. Amen. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would speak with us, speak with your people this morning. Help us, Lord Jesus, to resolve these situations, these hurts, these wounds that we've been carrying around, some of us for so very long. Help us, Lord Jesus, to get resolution today. Help us to forgive those that need forgiving. You forgave us. You forgave us. You loved me when I was unlovable. When I was your enemy, you suffered on a cross and died for me. When I asked you for forgiveness, you forgave. Truly, completely forgave. And you loved me. And you ministered to my needs. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help me now, I pray, to to demonstrate the same attitude toward others who have hurt me, who have wounded me. Some in your body know exactly who it is. They see their face. They hear their words. They smell the smells. They hear a song that was playing when it happened. Others of us have completely forgotten. It's been submerged. It's been buried. Help us, Lord Jesus, to resolve right now those hurts, those wounds. Those that have hurt us, Lord, we forgive them. As you give us ability, Lord Jesus, we forgive them. We forgive them in the name of Jesus Christ. We release that. We release the bitterness. We release the anger, the hurt, the resentment. forgive as we forgive Lord heal release us from these things I pray release us from the anger from the bitterness from the jealousy the envy release us from the hurt and the the, the pain give us victory today give us freedom from this Lord in Jesus name I pray hallelujah Jesus Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.